Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hi, I'm Rebecca Buchanan, host of New Books Network, New Books and Popular Culture. And today I'm here with Mallory Lewis, who is the... Hello! (laughs) She's the author of Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop, the team that changed children's television, which she wrote with Nat Segloff. So yeah, Nat, I will say up front, Nat did the lion's share of the work here. (laughs) I had all the stories. Nat had had the time and interest and experience to sit down and do all the typing. (laughs) So Miller, can you talk about why now you wanted to get this book out about your mom? Yes. Um, Well, in part, this happened because of COVID. I normally tour performing arts centers um, and, and, that kind of went away. Um, <laughs> my audiences tend to be mostly adults um, toward the older end, from actually from 30 to dead, with an occasional small child. But who was the last group to come back to performing arts centers? Old people and children under five. So um, this sort of started in part because I was sitting around and there's only so much horseback riding a girl can do. Um, but more importantly, People often with celebrities, they think they know the person. They think they know who Sherry Lewis is. She's some nice little lady who played with puppets. Well, uh, that does such a huge disservice both to the celebrity and to the fan because my mom, like you and like we were, are fully actuated people. You know, mom was both a, uh, a children's entertainer. She was also a dancer, a conductor of symphonies, an author of 60 books. She was a mother. She was a wife. She was an activist. And the she was exactly who people think she was and so much more. That's the part that people don't understand. So I really... Everyone loves my mom. My People come to my shows because they wish they could see a Sherry Lewis show. I understand that. I have no problem with that. I wish they could too, because then I'd still have my mom. Um, but 
we have a documentary coming out in the spring. And so between this book and the documentary, I hope to give people uh, real insight into the woman that everybody grew up with. I have to say, one of the things that made me happy, and you kind of talk about it, he, you know, when you talk about your mom and everything she's done, is that she is one of these, there's these women that we've kind of lost in television in some, to some extent. Like, everything that they did and like all the ways in which that they've made television what it is today and that they don't get enough credit for it right oh what a shock women not getting (laughs) enough credit for what they contribute to society did you know that in women were only guaranteed the right to a bank account in 1970 Mm -hmm. my mom was making five thousand dollars a week in the 60s um and my dad was making 50 and he had to sign for her credit card so Women, um, my mom and Lucille Ball were really the first two women to have production companies and not just be, you know, June Cleaver acting in a role, but rather running a full business. Um, So, yeah, even today, Chandra, everyone makes a huge deal about Chandra Rhimes, justifiably. I mean, she runs a massive, not, not knocking Chandra Rhimes, but why is it still... Um, 50 years later, why is it still so amazing that a woman runs a production company? That that should be a big nothing burger. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I love, like, because you kind of talk about her growing up, but then all the things that she did and the ways that she had to kind of fight for that and fight for children's television um, across multiple, like a multiple decades, right? It was this multiple decade long fight. And so she saw it. She saw the beginnings of television all the way through, right? And Chandra Rhimes, 50 years later, is Mm -hmm. still fighting that fight, Um, which is really what I find so interesting. Um, If I had a decent French accent, I would say this in French, but I don't, so I won't. But the more things, you know, change, the more things stay the same. And mom's story, um, as told in Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop, the team that changed children's television, available on Amazon. Uh, but mom's story in that, in the book, is the story of a, of a woman. It's the story of a young woman who had a fierce and passionate um, focus in her life. It's the story of a wife uh, And, you know, there is no marriage that is perfect, uh, except for the one I'm having right now, but it has taken me four tries. (laughs) Um, uh, And we're only five years into it. So, you know, things things could still shift, but I figure I'll probably be dead before it goes wrong. Um, Or he will if it does go wrong. Um, So it was a story of a wife. It's a story of a mother. And nobody who's ever raised a teenage girl goes, gee, that was fun. Um, It's... It's the story of an activist. Mom was uh, a passionate Democrat. She was um, passionate about respecting children. Um, It's the story of a woman who fought cancer and won one battle and lost another battle. Um, It's the story of a full human being and a very interesting one. And people often will say to me, did your mom just love kids? Well, does anyone really love kids? I mean, I love my kid and I like a few select other children and I enjoy interacting with most kids on a limited time basis. But people have a concept of my mom, like when 
went to playgrounds to interact with children because she loved that. Then that would just be creepy. Um, she did not do that. You know, she, she did her job and she respected kids. And that's why she testified uh, in front of the FCC because um, uh, children's TV shows often have spawned merchandise. Okay. But mostly these days and, and then merchandise spawned TV shows. So the Power Rangers show did not make Power Rangers toys. Haim Saban had these toys and he thought, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a 30-minute commercial and created the show, which, you know, so mom really felt that kids needed to be treated with respect and um, needed that the best thing an adult can do for a child is to hold a very high bar. And um, that's why on Lamb Chop's Play Along, it was very interactive. It was very see it, do it, teach it. Um, I think I answered your question. I'm not sure. Well, you did. Like, well, and another thing, one thing that, you know, um, for people that this book has, you know, sort of the story of your mom, it also has throughout it these quotes or, or sort of memories that people kind of tell. So there's these little boxes yeah. where you're talking or someone else's. And I love that because we also saw um, the respect your mother had for the people she worked with. Yes. Right. And, and the way that your mother was a businesswoman and was kind of pushing for how do I give equity to people who needed it? Right. Like there, I think there was one story where some, she was, somebody said wasn't getting paid and didn't think they were. Well, should for Children's should, television. We, we never had money. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I would, I, I, when I was up in Vancouver, um, we had our set and then I went, to visit a friend on a movie set. And I'm like, wow, look at that. They've got a roast cow on a spit. We've got small bags of M&Ms, you know? I mean, we never had money, but on mom's last series, she was determined to uh, pay every, we were finally able to raise enough money so that we could pay everyone well. And she kind of said, she was like, I'm going to pay you for what it's worth, right? Like there were these times. And so that is, you know, so there's this, this, we can see the savviness of a businesswoman, but we can also see that um, generosity of spirit that she carried through well, and everywhere. And we treated our, our crews with respect. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, um, we paid badly, but we paid on time. Um, whenever we would do shoots that were not the big union ones, but we do shoots, people would walk in the door and I'd hand them their check. Like, good morning, Mr. Cameraman. Here's your check. What's he going to do? Run out the door and not do the day's work? And, you know, so, but most of the time when you're a freelancer, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to get paid X number of dollars today. Now I'm going to send them an invoice. Then I'm going to bother them again. Now I have to send a threatening letter saying it's 30 days. So, you know, I, I would say to the crews, we're going to pay you badly, but you'll be paid when you walk in the door and treated with respect. And we had wonderful crews. Um, when my mom passed, uh, I think it was a month later, we had a, a memorial for her and um, they had to shut the C CBC, not the CDC, the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation in Vancouver for the day because 60 people who had been on our shows and then went, you know, to go be on other shows because they had to be because mom had died, um, all said, going, I'm going to the memorial. And our uh, producer, 
wonderful guy named Sean Williamson, who's now the single most important independent producer in all of Canada. And, but he's just dear. He, um, he ended up chartering, getting a plane because, you know, and making it all happen for everybody. So mom was very beloved, not for being the tiny little red haired children's entertainer, but for being, um, the hardest worker anyone has ever seen on the planet and, and, and very fair and very kind. Um, the biggest problem we had in, in writing Sherry Lewis and Lampchup, the team that changed children's television available on Amazon, um, is the same problem we had for the documentary. All people will say about mom is she was so hardworking. She was so focused. And, you know, as, as a biographer or a documentarian, you're looking for a little bit of scandal. There just isn't any. <laughs> she didn't drink. She didn't do drugs. She didn't beat me with wire hangers. She didn't kick the dog. She didn't have affairs. She wasn't, you know, a diva on the set. I mean, she she knew what she wanted on a set, but only because she, it was her set. I mean, it was her show. She She knew what she wanted and she was right. If you could show her why what she wanted was not in her best interest, you could convince her to do otherwise or, but you had to be right because my dad used to sometimes give her suggestions, you know, Oh, Sherry, I don't think that joke's funny or you should do this joke. And she'd go, that's nice, dear. It's not your ass on the stage. So, you know, um, but yeah, it, people always ask me, you know, Oh, were you jealous of lamb chop? And I'm like, no, she's, she's my little sister, you know? And, and if one chooses not to anthropomorphize her, then she's a sock. Like, why would I be jealous? And, or people would say, oh, must've been hard for you as a kid having, you know, so many other children just love your mother. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so that wasn't hard. It was kind of nice, you know? So it, it's funny because it, when you are um, writing a book, you do look for something that, uh, that the audience doesn't already know. Well, there's plenty about mom that the audience doesn't know. It's just, none of it is bad. <laughs> no, right. Like it's this whole history of who she, like all the things that she, and you know, I, I remember seeing your mom when I was young, right. I remember Captain Kangaroo. I remember all of that, but but you don't know like the 60 plus children's books, like all of that are things. And I love there's um, the stories of her dancing with large puppets. Like, you know, so the work that she did, the, the ways in which like the, you don't think about ventriloquists and puppeteers, you know, often. Um, And so it gave a really great insight into everything it took, right. To be in those roles. When she, um, I just saw a rough cut of, of the documentary. And because uh, as the estate, I I am not the director. I do not, you know, there's, there's a separation of church and estate or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I just saw a rough cut and I was reminded that my mom, when she went and performed in Japan and conducted the Osaka Symphony, she learned her whole act in Japanese. Now, that's a lot. That's, you know, an hour and a half, two hour concert in Japanese. So flash forward, I don't know how many years, and I am now performing in Japan. And 
I completely forgot that it wasn't me who knew my act in Japanese. <laughs> and I kind of got there and I'm like, oh no. Now, luckily by then people spoke English, but she was just the most disciplined, um, hardest. She loved a good challenge. She loved, I I've recently taken up barrel racing. I, I have a horse background. Um, and I love a good, and, and roping, which is really fun. I'm terrible at both at the moment, but I will get better. Um, and I love taking lessons, love taking lessons, whether it's tennis, horseback riding, whatever. Um, and I, I saw a clip of mom saying, oh, well, you know, in our family, we always take lessons. We love lessons. And I realized, oh, that's where I got that from. You know, mom's pursuits were a bit more intellectual than mine. I just like to go fast. Um, but you know, jump out of planes. You're good. Jump out of planes, <laughs> you know, scuba dive, which is not fast, but it is interesting. Um, and I like the way I look in a wetsuit. So I kind of lean into that, but, um, <laughs> now wetsuits are fabulous because they, it, they, they totally mold your form, but they stop all the things from moving. So they're perfect. <laughs> they're perfect. If only I could wear a wetsuit, like ball gown or something. I guess you can in latex. I don't know. But uh, but, but I digress. Um, so, yeah, the book was really fun to write. And uh, I think it's a really good read. And there's hundreds of – or no, actually, the documentary, They there's like – in the book, there's, I think, 50 pictures. And these are pictures that I hadn't seen. They were shared with us by the documentary people, which was very kind of them. Um, uh, but I hadn't seen some of these pictures, you know, in a <laughs> long time. I was a very cute baby. I'm just saying. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a fun process. And um, well, yeah. And we get to see like your mom came from a sort of showbiz family. Right. And we get oh, to yeah, see my that was Peter Pan, the magic man, the official magician for the city of New York. And um, my grandma ran the Bronx uh, music department for the schools. So between the magic and the music, I, I actually think that that the, if you took a Venn diagram of magic and music, right in the center was my mom. Mm -hmm. And could you talk a little bit about like what she's done for ventriloquists and what she's done for puppetry like even reading like you would talk about her just having her hand and just doing like all the lines and all the parts and all the voices and oh, just yeah. practicing and it used to make me nuts when we'd have guest stars on the show because they would come in and like not be off book on their lines they would not know their lines and i'm like this woman knows the lines for everybody, you know, not just herself, but Lamb Chop and Hush Puppy and Charlie Horse. And so she, um, yeah, she was quite, she was quite amazing. Um, but what I really hope people get from the book is that she was, particularly the female readers, she is exactly like all of us. She had the same challenges. Um, the same fears, the same uh, anger about, you know, what it's like to be a woman in this society. Um, and she got up every day and did her very best, which is mm -hmm. not as juicy as a sex scandal, which people keep looking for, <laughs> you know, tell me, did she drink? No, she didn't. <laughs> I don't know what to say, you know, but, um, but but it's a very inspirational story. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And and we can and I think too, we see the lasting legacy, right? You talk yes. about how you I'm were here. able Yeah, and you know, it's it really interesting because your show you kind of mix live action with your mom is part of that show and so can you well, tell I, yeah. I know that when people come to my performances what they really wish they could do is get a ticket to Shari Lewis and Lamp Chop well I wish they could too because then I w- would still have my mommy um, but I don't mind that at all and I start usually by saying who remembers mom with blonde hair and the older people in the audience will raise their hand. And I'll say, well, just so you know, it was red hair. You had a black and white television. And then I say, who remembers the ponytail? Who remembers the the curls, the bob, the shag, the this? Because as women, we are. I can look at any picture and go, oh, that was the 70s, the 80s. You know, just by, if I just look at my hair, although my hair hasn't changed. but um, So... Uh, I about half the show is Lamb Chop and I and Hush Puppy um, singing and I won't say dancing because but moving with style um, and the other as Buzz Lightyear would say and the other half the show is me curating stories about mom and sharing videos that apply to those stories so everybody gets to see their Sherry and they get to see that Lamb Chop is still alive and um, that matters to people it matters to me that's why I started performing with Lamp Chop because I wanted her to be alive. Um, she's my little sister. And I love, I mean, I love that throughout you would talk about her being your little sister and that idea. And, um, but it's also, I also thought it was interesting that your mom, you know, I think there was one time that people were like, well, don't you carry Lamb Chop in this nice case? But like, she put her in like uh, plastic <laughs> Like, like that's the thing. Like, it was so the fascinating. Tag. The <laughs> like, tag, baby. You know what? People laugh, but it's waterproof. <laughs> so when your makeup spills in your purse and your puppet's in your purse, your makeup doesn't get on your puppet. Mm-hmm. This matters. And she was kind of like, well, I need to have it in the Tupperware bag because they can travel with me. I can't, like, put it in my luggage, right? No, like- no, no. I wouldn't want to be in, in, uh, in the luggage. That would stink. This is Lamb Chop saying, hello, Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Lamb Chop. Very nice to meet you. You seem like a very nice little girl. She's not a little girl. She is compared to me. Well, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Lamb Chop, are you happy to have a book about you? Oh, yeah, but I think that the title's stupid. The title should have been Lamb Chop and Shari Lewis, not Shari Lewis and Lamb Chop. That's silly. <laughs> it that's, is silly. That's silly. It should just be, this is the world of Lamb Chop. <laughs> exactly. Because you came to be and were famous and fabulous. Right. If it wasn't the name, neither, neither Mallory nor Shari would be here. <laughs> This is what I have to live with, Rebecca. All the time, every day. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, you are, um, I thought it was really interesting, too, because you are one of the only people who can hold Lamb Chop because, person. because you're, like, and you and your mother have hands that are small enough. Yes. People always, a lot of times people say, oh, is your son going to take over Lamb Chop? And I'm like, well, first of all, he's got a master's from Georgetown School of Foreign Service in international science and technology. So I don't really think that's going to be what he's interested in. And second of all, that would be horrible, a giant man hand and a man voice. I mean, that no, it's me. <laughs> and when I'm done, it's done. Oh, 
But that it's like so like yeah, so Lamb Chop gets to travel around and, and Lamb Chop and, and I thought this was great that you finally learned sort of there's the hit where Lamb Chop came from, like who made Lamb Chop. Yes, and- a woman named Edith. I had I had been told, you know, all families have stories. Like and you know, whether it's I don't know, a cute meat story or whatever. I I always believed the the public version of um Someone gave it to my mom, but it turns as it turns out, that's not the case. There was a wonderful felt art artist named Edith, and um, mom commissioned lamb chop. Mm-hmm. And so that's great, right? Like, so there's some of these stories that what I love about this too is like that can be lost, right? A lot yep. of the stories of these of women, especially around women, right, are lost. And so, yep. um, and, and there's one point where a lot of your mom's stuff was literally getting tossed, right? Yes, and I was sister. like, no, that's supposed to go in the archive somewhere. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, my dad, uh, my dad remarried extremely quickly after my mother died, um, and. The uh, individual was incredibly threatened by my mom and convinced my dad to get rid of everything. Luckily, it was saved. And because of the kindness of David Copperfield, um, all of the stuff is archived. And so we had it to research for Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop, the team that changed children's television, available on Amazon, <laughs> as well as our upcoming documentary. <laughs> No, which is right. Like, I like having it there and being able to to art because a lot of times those are lost. We have, yep. you know, especially from like fifties and sixties television. Yeah. Which, um, like, I love. Like, like the other thing is you sort of give us a history of your mom, but there's also a history of variety shows and shows for television, like Captain Kangaroo and these different programming that was really essential and important that your mom was a large part of that is part of this television history. Indeed. So are there things um, that, so the book comes out, the book is going to be out and available on Amazon and everywhere else, Share Loose and Lamb Chop, right? So are there things that you're doing right now that you want to promote for yourself or for um, the book or no, the documentary? Yes, I really, uh, please go buy my book. <laughs> That's really what I'm doing today. Um, I have a, a gig coming up in uh, Massachusetts in December. Um Everyone can go check out my website, Mallory Lewis and Lamb Chop, um, dot com. And, um, and um, we're on YouTube. We're on TikTok at, uh, at your fave Lamb Chop, Y-O-U-R-F-A-V Lamb Chop. Um, we went viral the other day on a funny TikTok, which completely shocked me, but okay. Is Lamb Chop uh, old enough to be on TikTok? I mean, that's the uh, real yeah, question. It's really, it's gray area. Um, <laughs> and actually, Lamb Chop trended number seven at, on Twitter a couple of months ago. I had nothing to do with it. Some guy posted something and it blew up Twitter. Um, so it was on National Women's Day. Um, but that's, mom's story is an inspirational one. And it's, um, it, it wasn't a perfect life. Nobody has a perfect life. Uh, although she behaved perfectly, nobody has a perfect life. Um, and it's a, a story of, I think it's a story that all women should read. Yes. Uh, and obviously anyone interested in magic or puppets or lamb chop, but, but 
even if you have no idea who Sherry Lewis is, first of all, what rock did you live under? But but even if you have no idea who Sherry Lewis is, um, it is a, a book of a survivor. And um, did most people have worse problems than she did? Certainly. You know, she was born into a loving family, which automatically gives you a head start. Um, but you know, we all have challenges and, and this is a book of a woman who the joke in our family is that the women in my family don't hear the letter N. So when people say no, all we hear is, Oh, 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 Oh. And eventually people give up. Um, so, uh, thank you, Rebecca, please, please everybody go onto your, go onto your Amazon app and, um, order Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop, the team that changed children's television. Yes. So thank you again, Mallory. And I think, yes, like the history of women in television and the importance of women's roles, especially in early TV is not lost when you read about Sherry Lewis and the work she's done. So remember to vote in November. Yes. Vote in November. matters. Even if you vote the wrong way, please vote. (laughs) Yes. My, the state of Illinois that I am in, we have the day off. So as it should be, as it should be, we have the first year we have had a holiday state holiday. So vote November. (laughs) Come on. And again, thanks for talking with me for new books and popular culture. Thank you, Rebecca. I really enjoyed it.